What do you have there, Dave? What are you eating? Mm, I brought my own bag of uh, brain snacks today. Oh, those look good. They're different from my brain snacks. Mm -hmm. New flavor. Oh, can I try? Mm, no. Please? You want me to share? You want me to share my own bag? Yeah, I, I mean, we share, right? We share our brains here. I, on, I guess. I guess it's good to share. Here. All right, thanks. So, speaking of sharing. Oh, my gosh, these are so good. Yeah, aren't they good? Mmm. They're rabies flavored. What? Mm-hmm. Rabies flavored. So. So, like, the brain, I just ate a brain snack with, like, rabies in it. It's gross, but, you know, after the first one, you'll want to just, like, keep biting more and more. Problem is you'll get, you'll get thirsty and you won't want to drink anything. So, uh. Can I have another one? Yeah. Here you go. They are tasty. Yep. See? Yeah. Yeah. Here okay. we go. So, uh. Speaking of sharing, um, we're going to share a review. Uh, do you want to share the review? You should do it because I'm eating. Okay. <laughs> so the review comes from Mom in Phoenix, and uh, it says, New favorite, zombies, science, love it. Uh, oh, so, I love that. I know. It's uh, short and sweet, and so thank you uh, to whoever's mom in Phoenix left that. So, as far as I know, it is not my mom. Oh. Yeah, it's not so, my mom either. Uh, so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so please join Mom in Phoenix in writing us a review on iTunes. It's yeah. not just good for us, it's also good for you. That's right. And also share this with your friends, right? Like, share the podcast and let them know. Um, because then you have people you can talk to about the podcast. And then also, we have more listeners which we like so uh yep. so definitely share it yeah and everyone. if you write a review on itunes and share it on twitter and you tag us as zombified pod then you will be entered into a drawing for a zombified t-shirt that's right and then so, you can sport your zombified pride all over town yep and uh all right so now next what sharing. do we have up today we're sharing rabies rabies sharing yes. rabies so yes, the delicious rabies flavored brain snack. It is. So so this is Clive, right? Yeah. So we had a really fun little conversation with Clive about rabies at the end of our recording of the puppy apocalypse, and we felt like we just had to share it with all of you. Here we go. So uh, bite in. <laughs> delicious. It's crazy, but it seems so logical. Try to fight it, but it's something psychological with you. Makes me act the way I do. I'm not trying to be over analytical. Retracing time to remind myself how ugly this could be. Rabies is really awful, terrible, yeah. you know, terrible. Yeah. yeah. And the most common victims are children. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's interesting is you get, so you get bitten and the wound heals, right? Oh, you're fine now. And then two months later, you've got rabies because it takes the virus. The virus goes up your nerves backwards, which is quite curious in itself as to how on earth does it do this, going into your nerves and then up them uh, until, it, until it comes to reside in the deep, 
centers of your brain. And it's very zombified because in canids, it leads to this overwhelming desire to bite, right? Which is then how it's spread. But it doesn't affect the exact same deep brain centers or deep brain centers have the exact same impact in different species. So when humans get rabies, they do not develop a tremendous desire to bite. They develop an overpowering, they're very, very sick, right? This is your loved one on his or her deathbed. Because at this point, there's no cure. To this day, there's no cure at this point, right? Person's debilitatingly sick, but humans develop an overpowering urge to have sex. Really? So in the, it's the most horrible thing you can imagine that your child, grandmother, whatever, wants to fuck everybody and everything as they're dying. Oh, my God. Now, does that spread the virus? Is that? I don't think it does. Not least because I don't think anybody would ever go along with it. I was just wondering, like, if, if they did, like, is it, would it be a transmission mechanism? I, I think it could be, but I don't think it actually functions as one. Well, I, think I mean, it, even just trying to get close to someone and then you're, you know, getting your bodily fluids well, right, on right. them, even they're, if you're not having sex. salivating and so on. I mean, yeah. they can, you can catch it from another human being, but I don't think you're likely to catch it by having sex with them. I don't know. See, this is why you need a real expert. <laughs> yeah. But it's pretty. That is pretty interesting. And the I whole had, thing with Pasteur himself and how he, how he and his staff were developing it by getting the saliva from... Um, from rabid dogs they had rabid dogs in cages and you had to like stick a cotton pad on a long stick in and try and get some of the saliva from the rabid dog which you would then inject into a rabbit the actual experimental animals were rabbits because it was much more manageable. The rabid rabbits were more manageable. Rabid rabbits. I just read a book about it. I'm, this is all secondhand. I don't have any real knowledge of it. But if any of those doctors had been bitten by, or any of the staff had been bitten by any of these dogs, they'd be dead, right? Because they hadn't yet invented the vaccine. Wow. And wow. then they had to keep it all very secret because all the time around France, around the world, people are getting bitten by rabid dogs and, and dying in the most horrible way. And they've been working on it for years when the story leaked out. And so this farmer shows up with his seven-year-old boy who's ostensibly completely healthy, but they know he's been bitten by a rabid dog and that in the normal run of things, he'll be dead in two months' time. So, you know, you're, you're a researcher and you're, you know, you're in biodesign or something and, somebody sh- and you're working on a cure for an incurable disease and, and the world is desperate about it. And a, and a kid, a guy, a farmer shows up with a seven-year-old kid this seven-year-old kid becomes the first person ever to have been bitten by a rabid dog and survived because they try wow. their work in progress out on him and it works. He then subsequently ends up as a janitor at the Institut Pasteur. And oh. I want to know what there's a, there's a part of the story there I want to understand. Is it perhaps the case that the, that the vaccine they developed, the crude vaccine, led to some brain damage or something? I mean, why didn't he become a farmer or, you know, something? Why did he end up as a janitor at the Institute Pasteur? It sort of suggests to me that maybe he was harmed by the vaccine and was Mm. incapable of anything more advanced than janitorial work and they felt an obligation towards him. Anyway, the the next part of the story that I do know, he was alive and married with a wife and daughter in 1939 when the Germans invaded France. And people were terrified that there would be air raids on Paris and it would be awful. And so he, along with many other men in Paris at the time, sent his wife and daughter west into the country, right? 
He then hears that they have been killed in an air raid on their convoy, and he takes his own life. Oh. And it wasn't true. They hadn't oh, been killed. Oh, my God. They hadn't been killed. It's a Romeo and Juliet story. So, so ish, ish. Yeah. Ish. Juliet was alive at the end, right? Yeah, but Juliet's so, alive at the end. Oh, but. And so there's wow. a statue to him at the Institut Pasteur in Paris, which I haven't seen. So it's a pretty good story, right? And if the whole world says that we're cool, we don't need nobody anyhow. But if you don't want to fall in love, you better tell me right now. And if the whole world says that we're crazy. Start by saying thank you. Oh, I'll say it at the end of the. Oh, well. So how do I start? <laughs> do I just say thanks for listening. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, and if you enjoyed this episode, you should uh, go out and infect your friends with zombified and. Yeah, post something on social media. We've got some great illustrations from illustrator Neil Smith that are super fun. I'm sure that your friends would love to see them on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or whatever you like to post on. It's definitely a better way of sharing than just biting somebody. Right, because, I mean, rabies is not the best of things to share. That's true. Although those brain snacks were pretty tasty. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and Dave, thank you for sharing your brain snacks with me. Sure. And thank you to the Department of Psychology for supporting us and allowing us to snack on brains um, pretty much whenever we want. And ASU in general for being a great place for zombified. Thanks to the Interdisciplinary Cooperation Initiative at ASU and the Lincoln Center for Applied Ethics at ASU also. Of course, thank you to the Zombie Apocalypse Medicine Alliance and to all the brains that help make this podcast. Tal Rom, who is our sound producer. Neil Smith, our awesome illustrator. Lemmy, the creator of our song, Psychological. And all the members of the Z team in the Actipus Lab. Thank you for listening to Zombified, your source for brain snacks. It's crazy, but it seems so logical. I can't deny that there is something supernatural with you. Makes me act the way.